Hey everyone, this is Josh back with Cardboard Chronicles. Today I'm interviewing Nick, a collector from New York who collects high-end LeBron and Michael Jordan cards. And today he's going to show us some of his amazing cards and also tell us some really great stories. First, uh, I want to tell you guys about the new site that I just launched, howtocollectcards.com. Uh, basically, there's not really a great place with uh, consistent content for new collectors to come into the hobby and understand you know, what's going on, the landscape of things, where to find stuff. So I've created this site to help those people, and so far I've created a free dictionary that you can get on the site. Uh, just give us your email address and we'll send you the free dictionary. It's going to have over 100 terms of uh, you know, things to get you started in the hobby, all the different terms that I've picked up over the years. And it's also got a toolkit that I've created. Uh, the, the video is really describing all the different tools and apps that I use every single day to help me collect, find cards, buy cards, understand the values of different cards. Um, so I get really in-depth with all those tools, and it's a great video, so please check that out, howtocollectcards.com. Uh, also, if you give us your email address, we'll keep you up to date on a new full training course that I'll be coming out with uh, in a couple weeks, and that's going to get really in-depth on all the advanced topics in the hobby and really teach you everything you need to know to be successful collecting cards. So I hope everyone checks that out. Let's get started with this interview. This is Nick. Tell us about yourself, man. What's up? I'm Nick from New York. Nice to meet you guys. I've uh, been in the hobby for a long time. Uh, mainly collected baseball cards when I was a kid. Um, started with my dad. Um, that's it. I'll just go right into it a little bit and just show some awesome stuff. Do it. Is there a glare? Um, I'm a big collector in LeBron, MJ. Uh, I like 90s stuff, but just got to be careful with the 90s stuff, uh, sometimes with the fakes and all that. But as long as you got it graded and it's a early grade, it's pretty good. Um, I collect doubles. Like, for some reason, like, I keep collecting doubles, like autos, PSA 10 or 9.5 preferred. Um, so what all do you collect right now? Just LeBron and MJ. I do want to get some, uh, who's that guy from Celtics? Uh, the kid, um, Tatum. I forgot his name. Tatum. I want to pick up some Tatum. Uh, I think he's a good buy right now for sure. Uh, here's more. I, I like, again, I'm like obsessed with the same card of LeBron. Uh, you could see. Just keep showing cards. Keep time. Yeah, I'm just gonna show cards because, like, I don't know, show and tell. Oh man. This That's is from cool. Kiki. Yeah. Uh, I went to Germany. It's the mm -hmm. first trade I ever did. Um. I wasn't forced, but like, I was in Germany. I didn't know where to go, so like, I'm in his room, and it's just like. Let's do a trade, man. I'm like, no, I don't want to do a trade. And it was for the LeBron um, Ultimate Gold out of 23, 9.5. And I just recently got that one, too, so I didn't want to let it go. But, I mean, I do like this Jordan. And it's funny with this Jordan, the UD3, I've had, like, five of these in 9.5s, like, at the same time. And... It's funny because MJ is cool and I love MJ, but like 
I would get a card just to get it. The hunt is really cool for me. Like it's like a treasure hunt, PMGs, rubies, rare autos. And then I just get tired of it. Like I would hoard and get tired of it, going to some other card, buy it, maybe hoard that. So it's funny that I end up getting the same card I had like five different copies of in 9.5, but it's PSA 10. Uh, Kiki says I should get the autograph graded because it looks pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. But uh, I was going to play the Halo song for this one, like the theme song, the first uh, Halo. Why don't you save that one for a little bit? I'll, I'll wait. Let's wait a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Tell okay, us the whole story that. about Germany. Uh, so Germany was cool. I just, I just, there was no reason to go to Germany except for that show. And it ended up being like, I met really cool collectors. I understand like how they collect and why they collect. They're really passionate people. They're not really dealers and they're not really looking to make a buck or two. I mean, everybody wants to make money as well, but they're not really like that. And it's pretty cool. Um, they're more focused on collecting people that you never even heard before, like Chris Mullen, like who collects Chris Mullen or they collect people that are German that I never even heard of or Croatian. I never even heard of. So they're really passionate people, very passionate people. So, uh, and I brought some really cool cards. Like at the time I had Stephen Curry RPA and they're like, Whoa, that's at Germany. Why is it so cool? like there, you know, and it's funny because, because it's only a six hour show and I wanted to stay at my booth, but I couldn't and nothing was for sale in my booth. It was just show and tell. I mean, I didn't really even plan on, I met, I planned on going to Germany to meet Kiki and the like, he's like, well, the show's here, like come to the show. And then he's like, why don't you just set up at the show? I'm like, okay, it's the first show I ever set up at. I'm not really a dealer. I'm a collector. But, um, yeah, and then just meeting cool people. Bowley's cool. He collects MJ, really high-end MJ. Um, Kiki's got MJ that you, you guys know about, and he's got Kobe like crazy. Kobe's everywhere in his room. He's, he's a cool guy, Kiki, and his brother too, Ivan. Uh, I bought some art from Ivan. Um... It was an ultimate cool show. Then plus the German food is, it's good, man. It's not good on the stomach, but it's good, man. <laughs> well, what did they, uh, what did they think of you? I'm sorry? What did they think of you as a collector? Just like as an American coming over, uh, did they enjoy you? I always ask the question, how much is this? Like, would you sell it? They don't want to sell anything there. And like in America, just everything does have a price, even a crazy price that I would probably say no, but still there's a price. In Germany, there's, they, they laugh. They drink more beer. <laughs> um, so Germany was cool. I'm probably going to go back, especially next year. It's only a six-hour show for one day. So that's it. But it, it's a good experience. And you find people that are not on Instagram. They're not on Facebook. They're not on any forums. People that are underground, 90s people. <laughs> that's awesome. So... And then the, recently, I just went to Oregon, and I picked up this sweet, sweet buyback, one of one. It's one, one of my favorites of MJ. The silver uh, ink. That's an iconic one. Very iconic. It's not the greatest condition, but the kid was eight years old. And at the time when he pulled it, and he kept it, and the way he stored it, when I bought it from him, it was like in a case but it really wasn't the corner was exposed like out of the case and he was like playing around with it. i'm like dude just 
keep it on the table, please. <laughs> so, so tell us about like your passion for hunting cards. How do you find this stuff? Where do you go? Like you find the craziest stuff. You send me the craziest pictures. Just tell us about, you know, like your right, passion well, for the hunt. So if you go on eBay right now, there's a PMG Red 97 MJ 23 of 100 jersey number on eBay. It's uh, with a Korean guy who's really nice guy. Um, I actually thought about buying it back, but I don't think at this time I could buy it back. Um, I'm not really a jersey number guy, but it did. someone did approach me. Uh, it was a young woman from Las Vegas. I don't know her profession, but she told me she likes to dance and she's a dancer i don't know where i don't know what kind of dancing but so but she pulled it out of a lawnmower shop and when she emailed me on ebay i was like was so that? skeptical it was in 2011 um 2011 she contacts me with like zero percent feedback but she had like 32 feedback but she w wasn't really on ebay as much she didn't really do so much stuff but uh she has this bizarre story and her email is like, I love crack at Yahoo. I'm like, this is weird, but she showed me pictures though. And at the time, and even today, I never heard anybody else having 23 out of a hundred uh, PMG red. And then later on when I bought it, it surfaced that there is two 23s PMG red, but the Korean guy who bought it from me, um, he proved something I could not uh, prove. Yeah, he had the picture of the 23. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He had the picture of the 24 and the picture of the 22, which matched my uh, my stamp um, alignment, if you will. So, because the other one doesn't match at all. So, at the end of the day, I don't know for sure, but I think 99.9% .9 the one I bought from Las Vegas was the real one. And like I said, at the time, it was pretty cool. Uh, it sold for like 19k on eBay. I consigned it with Baseball Car Exchange (BBCE). Uh, Steve Hart, great guy in the hobby. Um, and at the time, PMG Reds of Jordan were only like worth 9k, 10k at that time, and I got like 19. So, you know, um, now today they're going like 56k for a psa 5 i think or a 7 or something like it says i love that card and i sold it i have no regrets in selling it because i'm not a jersey number guy i use the money to buy other cards but um cool and to be honest with you just because i bought it and i thought about it later after i sold it i wanted to buy it back from the korean guy i asked him a few times but now the price is too much a lot of times I sell cards, and then a year or two later, I buy it back. I just get bored because the hunt, once I have it for a year or two, I'm kind of, like, tired of it. And then I buy it, like, or I end up getting one. Uh, like, for example, I had six of these or five of these in 9.5, and then Kiki happens to trade me, and I'm like, okay, let's trade, and I have it again. So it ends up being the same thing in my PC. But, um, you know, I got more stuff. Let's show more cards. This is one of my favorite cards of LeBron from his rookie year. You got that one in the National, right? The National, yeah. And the auto doesn't look as good, but uh, in person, it's really nice. And it's an eight. I don't care. It's old label. Old label. But it's beautiful, man. It's a two-color patch. Sick. Um, what else do I got here? I like the XRC. In my opinion, XRC is his true rookie for uh, Jordan. 
84 star. And 8.5 is a really good grade. I like that one a lot better than the, than the FLIR, actually. Yeah, I have the FLIR PSA 10, but uh, it's just overproduced. The only thing that makes it worth money is just the population that just goes up. Uh, I can I just show it you, now? I need you to back up, <laughs> and I need you to tell me more about how you hunt cards and like where you find stuff because i know that's your thing and you gave us a specific story but back well, up we'll just talk about it starts, like the concept it's like an avalanche because once people know you then they know what you want and then they give you a tip or you you know on ebay at the time like years and years ago you could put a want ad on there or you could you know put a line saying i'm a collector of jordan or whatever like that um you know people it's funny because it's a big world here, but in the collecting world, especially high end, it's a small world that you end up knowing everybody. Like, I don't know everybody personally, but it just ends up being that everybody collects the same thing or they look for the same thing. And you end up knowing the same person, even if you don't interact with them, like, but at least you know of them or you know who by their Instagram, what they have. Uh, Instagram helps a lot today because I'm hounding people all the time. Will you sell? Please sell. How much? What's the crazy price that I won't do it, but just what's the crazy price? Um, every six months, uh, I ask sometimes some people. But it's not hounding. It's about like, because in two, three years from now, I find out the person sold it. I'm like, hey, why didn't you tell me? Or you didn't ask me. <laughs> so I got to just keep on top of it, man. But it is what it is. Whatever happens. I meet some nice people in the hobby, like Kiki's cool. Nat Turner's very nice. Um, Mark, we got stock, Josh, <laughs> Josh, uh, it's funny. Cause I knew of you, uh, at the national last year, but I didn't really know you. Like you did a cardboard crown. I don't know if you were doing it back then. Like, like two videos. Okay. And, uh, I met Grant last year. All of a sudden the past like, couple of years, Grant, you, a lot of big time guys for 90 stuff and MJ and Kobe, um, all of a sudden just came back in the hobby, which is great. I'm sure people collected back in the day. Um, and it's funny because this hobby brings everybody from every industry together. You could be a finance guy. You could be a, a guy who does construction. I do some real estate. So it just brings everybody to get, uh, together. Um, and it's, it's funny because I'd rather have the card than the money per se because money they make all the time and cards – Cards are weird, man, because if it's a stock, I'll sell the stock. I have no nostalgic with that. But with the card, I really have to think about it, especially when, like, it took me a long time to find that card. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like I said before, some cards I obtain and I hoard, and all of a sudden I just have no interest at all. Then I have interest again. Uh, I think for me it's just about the hunt, and I, I like the chase, and then after I get the deal – I don't know what to say. I just I lose sometimes interest. So, plus also in order to get another card for my PC, if something comes along, a deal, I'm not a totally rich guy. I have to get rid of something in order to finance that deal. So it's give and take. Um, do you want me to show you the card or no? Yeah. So tell us the story and the card. Go ahead. All right. So I've been looking for a LeBron rookie card for a long time. 
Uh, exquisite rookie out uh, of 99 because that's the true rookie. And so I found one in Switzerland. Uh, I didn't go there, but I talked to a guy in Switzerland. Pretty cool guy, so Australian guy. And I think I did an interview with him at one point. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, so I got it. And it took like six months of going back and forth. To be honest with you, when you deal with high-end cards like this, like there's not too many sales. So I'm kind of skeptical to what to pay or what's a fair value. Because but let's say you establish like a fair value. I'm willing to overpay. I just don't know like what's the basis. What What is the, what is, what are they going for officially? And it's hard to determine that. Um, so you got to do some research, ask some people privately what they paid. And with Exquisite, not all of them are the same out of 99. There's two color, there's one color. There's how much people pay for a color break. Some people pay for three colors more than obviously one color. Uh, and obviously overall condition. So let's backtrack one thing too, because you reminded me. I went to the Philippines, 19 hours going and 19 hours coming, going back to the USA. Just to see a card, the exquisite LeBron from a well-known collector I know for at least 10 years. Very nice guy. And we had dinner. We had a lobster dinner. I didn't know what I was doing if, you know, but he, he showed me the buffet. I was like, okay, I'm a big guy. I'll eat anything. And, um, and yeah, so he brought the card. He did send me pictures beforehand, before I took the trip, before I spent the money on the ticket. And it turns out that the card did have a little scratch on the back. And I just didn't know how Beckett would grade it. Because uh, I thought all along it would be like an 8.5 or a 9, which I'm fine with. Because that's the price range we were talking about and it ended up just being that it did have a scratch on the back which wasn't his fault and the pictures you couldn't see so that's what happens i mean in order to get what you want and to really find what you're looking for specifically if you're spending a lot of money on one card you got to go to these places and take a risk uh it wasn't all a loss if you will because i met nice people i met other people in the hobby that are in the philippines there's a lot of people in the philippines that have a lot of nice stuff very nice and philippine culture is uh almost um similar to american because america had a base over there at one time so they all speak good english they're very polite and uh like i said you meet nice people and i met another collector who has really nice stuff too that i'm like Wow, I need to come back. So I ended up passing on that 99. It was a three-color um, LeBron, but good friends, good conversation, and until then, I'll go back. Uh, um, tell me your uh, yeah, like, goal in the hobby. You said you like your my goals are always evolving. Like, if you told me a year a year ago that like I'll collect unopened boxes, I'll say no. Why? I wouldn't, I would probably open them, but, uh, I actually collect unopened boxes now. Um, I can't afford the ultimate, uh, auto 9.5 out of 250 LeBron 03. I think it's just too much money right now. It's like 50 or 60 or 70 K last time I checked. Um, but I got the box though. So maybe it's in that box. Um, you want to see the LeBron? The RPA, you don't show it. You want to see it? Uh, is it okay now? Of course, yeah. All right, all right. So I want to do like the hate. Okay, so one day I want to show up at the National at my own booth. This is my dream. 
have my own booth and nothing's for sale. Just show off and just try to see if I buy more, if I can afford it, if I can. And so, and show this card in like a one case with a golden hand, like mannequin kind of thing. And every time somebody opens the case, the Halo song comes on. Well, that's just some super thing that I, I always wanted to do. But um, here's the card. Make sure it doesn't fall out. And I keep it in the 03 uh, box. So let me take it out. Take it out of the plastic. And this is the card from Switzerland. Took me six, eight months to do the deal, to negotiate and go back and forth. I wanted, I gave him a good offer. He didn't want to sell it for that price. Then I backed out. I told him I'm going to the Philippines because I have a lead. He's like, no, come back. I'll sell it to you now. I'm like, no, I'm going to see if I make a deal with this guy for a cheaper price and three color, but then it had a scratch on it. Going back and forth, but end up being I got it. So here it is. Old label. It's uh zero 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 five. How does it feel? Uh it feels cool, man. A couple of my friends said, are you going to get tired of this one and sell it too, like in a year or two? I, can, I don't know the future, man, but I really think that I'm going to hold it um, long term. I think LeBron's going to be the all-time scoring king, uh, beat your bar. Um, if, you be, if you're conservative, he gets 1,500 points at least for the next four seasons. I think you could break it, and he doesn't have to be Jordan. He's LeBron. Uh MJ's MJ, and in my opinion, MJ's the GOAT. He is number one. Uh, but LeBron could be top five, and that's fine. And that card you see is so, so iconic. It means so much. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I could have bought this card about 10 years ago for like 15K, 12K, 20K, maybe 25 around there when he was at the Heat and he was the villain and nobody really wanted his card. But... I just didn't I just didn't want to put any money into LeBron because at that time, 10 years ago, he had no rings. He could have had an injury years ago and his cards, you know, don't forget too. I mean, it's not all about the money, but also you're spending a lot of money for these cards and you don't want to lose value either. So it's a combination of balance that, you know, I only do Jordan, LeBron, people that are kind of blue chip, if you will. Um I do have Ben Simmons as a guy in a trade in Germany. That's the second trade actually I did in Germany, uh, ever trade, uh, second trade I ever did. But uh, Ben Simmons went down, so it's okay, you know, life lesson. I thought I wanted to like kind of diversify, but you know, um, yeah. I mean, it's a three color. I can't even get it out. <laughs> it's a three color. So sick. So. I don't know, man. You know, sky's the limit. Today, people people are spending crazy money. If you told me 10, 20 years ago, people are spending... I remember when packs were $1.25 when I was a kid going to the store. And $1.25, like, that was an increase because it used to be $0.99. Cents. Um, now, packs are 500 bucks, and I don't know how kids do it, but, well, packs are not 500 bucks now. Oh, three was 500 bucks. Now, they're, like, thousands to buy a box. Um... I saw kids at the national last year that basically were complaining the their cards were only worth two grand. They have low end cards. You know, I said, kid, you're doing great. You know, just collect who you want. Um, 
but yeah, I'm looking forward to going to this year's national. If I can, I probably will go, um, meeting more people. Uh, last year was cool. Cause I got to hold a PMG green of Kobe, the eight number eight Jersey number, Nat Turner's card. Um, I love collectors that, sh that show off or they allow people to touch their own stuff, like their own cards, because you're sharing. I mean, I've been looking for the Kobe too, for a long time as well. Um, I'm not a Kobe collector, but that card is a key card. Anybody would have a PMG green of any player, um, to own one is really, uh, really special. For sure. Uh, I have one last thing to tell you. Uh, sure. I know a lot of people are national, but you were uh, my favorite. I, I don't know. You can take that for whatever you want, but there's just so many, uh, so many different people you meet at national and in the hobby, and you just like stood out to me as just like a unique, uh, very interesting person, and you have a, a really great outlook on the hobby. Worried, man. What's that? I was worried because when I first met you, like, I think it was at the baseball car exchange booth, and like you lost your card. Like, I think it's the ultimate LeBron auto. I'm like, dude, I don't have it. And I think you forgot it at Gerald's table or something, and it was right there. But, like, I was like, damn, dude, this this guy thinks, like, something happened. Nothing happened, you know? <laughs> I was like, I just met this guy, and he has nice cards. All of a sudden, like, the cards disappeared. I'm like, not me. Oh, yeah, that was, that was scary. But uh, I just want you to, to end it with, like, telling us some stories and just showing more cards. Like, you take, take it over and tell us where you are. Um, more cards. More stories, more cards. Uh, here's the Ben Simmons I got. It's a cool card, and 76ers are like, what, third in the East right now? So, like I said, I usually don't do any other players, but it's cool to have a Simmons. He just needs a jump shot, that's all. <laughs> um, other cards... Do I have any other cards? I have a lot of doubles. Mm. I'll show this again real quick. Just hold it there. I'll just hold it there in the time being. Did I show you this one? Yeah. That one's nasty. I got this one from uh, Don Dan Daniela. It's a cool one. I forgot I had this one here. UD uh, glass. Number to 23. It's 23 or 20? Oh, 25. I keep forgetting. Um, like I said, like, like I had more stuff in the bank, but like, it's all just doubles. Like I have six of these cards. I have six of these cards, not PSA 10, but I have 9.5s. And I have, did I bring it? Did I bring the other one? I have the SP Signature uh, Edition, uh, about seven of them, 9.5. I really think LeBron's going to break that record. Um, and I'm just holding them. Like, uh, like, stories? What? what about your camp story? The camp, um, camp I've been doing since like 2009. The camp was cool. Um, MJ only signs for upper deck, like if they're if he's in his uh, in their office, and 
whatever is in front of him, he'll sign like, you know, very nicely. But at the camp, he has to sign for 500 kids. So 500 kids and two camp sessions and kids are crying and, and talking. I'm giving the kid like a card that's naked in a holder. The kid has to take it out. He has to put it on the table. MJ signs it. And again, the card's naked. You could get it like an 8.5 XRC uh, at the time last year, it was worth about nine to ten k, and um, you just put it on the table. You know, you give it to the kid. He puts it on the table. MJ signs it. He slides it over to the upper deck guy. Upper deck guy flips it over. Corners, edges are vulnerable. And if MJ signs in black, and your card is black background, he's signing black on black. If I've had, po I have posters that literally are black and black. I mean, he looks at the kid, the kid says, MJ, can you please sign in silver or can you please sign in blue? It doesn't matter. He looks at the kid, that's it. But if it's an upper deck's office, he signs the card the way they want him to. Like, for example, I can never do this at the camp. I can never get this scoring king signed in silver at all. I tried scoring kings. You can never get it in silver ever. <laughs> So, and I paid a lot of money for this buyback because of that. I mean, I paid a big premium for it. Um, I'm not a fan of buybacks because I used to have the buyback uh, at a 23, um, 86 Fleer, uh, an 8.5, 10 auto. And I never liked the card because it was off center. And so in the camp, I picked out a really nicely centered MJ. Very nice. Um, got it signed. And I like that the camp version more than the buyback and the buyback technically in the hobby is worth more money. So I didn't care. I, I mean, to me, it's the same card. So yeah, man, I mean, uh, collect what you like and just keep on doing it. I did like the video of your LeBron goodwill find. Um, that was cool. And you travel too. I mean, I travel the Philippines, but you <laughs> too. And I, I had a layover in the Japan. So and it's just weird because at, at one point I'm saying to myself on the airplane, 19 hours going and coming. This is just for a sports car. This is really like to meet the person. And then I didn't know we we're going to have dinner with other collectors, which was cool. I met Stefan Go, nice guy, done many deals with him. But um, I'm just going for a sports car. The chance, okay, when I went there, it was just to see the car. Like, because when you're going to do a big purchase like that, and I don't care how many pictures you send me, I got to go see it in person. And that's why I saw it in person. Thank God I did because of the scratch from the back, which I didn't know about. So it's like, you just gotta, if you're gonna spend a lot of money and you're committed to this hobby, you just gotta go to the source. Um, but going back, I didn't feel bad about it. It's just, uh, things happen. That's how business is. Um, but I came back with more leads though, that this nice cars in the Philippines. Nobody knows that, but there's a lot of nice cars in the Philippines. Taiwan and Indonesia. And the problem with those collections is that it never sees the light of day um, unless you go there. <laughs> I think I'm going to start a movement that everybody's going to go buy a ticket to the Philippines and something and just go directly to these people. I had to get started with the Texas, you know, like keep it local and then I'll work my way up to your, your style. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I don't find a lot of cards at American shows anymore. Um, I don't go to too many shows, just the national, the past 
I've been to the uh, the past two out of three. I went to Atlantic City, then I went last year. I skipped the other year of Chicago. Um, you don't find this stuff anymore. If you're looking for 90s MJ, 90s Kobe, it's barely there, unless it's mid-end or low-end. Um, a lot of this stuff's drying up, man. I mean, if you could afford it and it's in your collection, that's great. Um, a lot of times it does stay in big collections, like PMG Green MJ. I know a guy who has six PMG Green MJs in California. The guy won't sell. Nat Turner tried, I tried, a few other people tried. Um, yeah, so the guy in Texas is a doctor, and that guy was buying so much stuff, like maybe five, six years ago, and he has the real Gem Masters from 98. It looks like, you know the gold PMG 98 um, out of 50 Jordan? He has the real Gem Masters, one of one. And the guy can't be talked to. Same thing with the California guy. It's almost like I call him uh, the California guy and the Texas guy. I call like Charlie from Charlie's Angels because um, they only can be corresponded by email. So it's hard, man. You know, you, you got to email people back and forth. You got to go to these places. You got to just do what you have to do, man, to get your card. Um, there's a lot of high-end people, though, on Instagram, man. I mean, I save so many pictures on Instagram. There's so many high-end collectors, and everybody has a little bit of something that I want. And I don't think the whole – I don't think my collection will ever be complete. You know, I would always keep going. Uh, there's always going to be something that I want, or I want to – I hoard something, and I want to just get rid of the hoard, and I just get move on to something else. Uh, but many times I've done that, where I've had a card, like multiple copies – I sell it because I'm tired of it. And then maybe a year or two later, I buy it back. I mean, it's just, you know, either intentionally I buy it back because I want it back or I get it in a trade like with Kiki. I mean, that UD3 uh, core commemorative auto, I had five of them. Now I'm back with another one, which is fine. But it's just like the card keeps following me. <laughs> um, so end us with your parting words of wisdom and then give us the famous Nick how much. <laughs> all right so if you're a kid collect what you like and what you could afford same thing with adults if don't bet the mortgage payment don't bet the the house the farm the kids the wife the car <laughs> um just do what you want and don't worry about card values because i've had cards where 100 bucks and they're worth 500 bucks don't worry about the value if you're into it for the value it's fine too it's not a crime just do what you want to do and it's a hobby it's a hobby slash business, whatever you want to call it today, because there's a lot of money today, but treat it as what you want it to be um, and have fun. Have fun. Don't stress out uh, and don't open too many boxes because that's where you lose just all around. Yes, thank you. And, I, and one thing I don't like is I don't collect Panini. The only Panini card I ever had was that Steph Curry RPA. Um, but I just don't like their design. They're not really as, um, in my opinion, like, I like Upper Deck. I miss Upper Deck a lot, very much. Um, but yeah, no, so the famous, uh, this is Nick, and I'm going to ask you how much is your sports card? <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much, guys. Peace out. Hey, buy now, best offer. He would take 30K. And at the time, I didn't have 30K. I was in high school, man. So I was just looking at it. I even told my mom, Mom, look at this card. <laughs> you know?
That should have been a story in this fucking interview, bro. <laughs> you just couldn't get it to the buyer, right? Dude, like, you were kind of guiding me in this interview. I was like, ah, uh, what else should I say? You know, this, like, it's ticking on this clock. I'm like, what else should I show? You know?